right. The blood comes right out of the pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> because those are his two favorite words. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, my name is Adam Porches and I'm joined as always by Matt Smith. Hey everybody, it's time for this podcast to happen. It is another week has gone by and another I'm week... I'm fucking exhausted. Where, yeah, if you watch as much movies as we do and as we will cover... Load these many podcasts come in the next couple weeks. You would be tired as fucking balls, too. Well, on top of that, I'm just also really busy outside of all this shit, so yeah. you, you motherfuckers better enjoy this episode. Enjoy the shit out of it, bitches. And that's a nice way to start it. <laughs> you listen here, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Assaulting people that had the good gracious in their hearts to download this and just gotta go. It's free. Fuck them. <laughs> You're not paying nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> That's the Greg Proops attitude, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <It's>, well. <laughs> fuck you guys. This is free. Uh, we got a lot of uh, movies to talk about today, and uh, the, the opening song here is was featured in one of the movies that I've seen this week. So uh, excited to talk about that. Uh, but man, oh man. So uh, this week we're going to be covering uh, Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. I think that's a that's a pretty good Guillermo impression, right? It's, it's not bad. Uh, it's, it's, it is almost as unintelligible as he sometimes <laughs> is. Sometimes I get excited and then he goes yeah, all over the place. You don't have quite the like uh, like cheek uh, blowback. Yeah, yeah right? I, I need uh, to be a bigger gentleman for that. That's I'm I'm almost his size or uh, less, uh, so I I know how that works. <laughs> you, like that's what's missing. It's the that. old Pat Oswalt bit about how you you get that fat talk where that kind of shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna be covering Crimson Peak. We're gonna be covering Goose Burps. Oh my god! And uh, hey, did you read that article about the? About that the is fucking amazing. It's great, right? I will link that up in the show notes. But man, oh man, good stuff. I was just like, uh, I guess was it, who who originated the post? Uh, I forget. It was uh, it was. Um, I know I know AV Club put it out there some places. I forget who fucking originally. I, I shared it on my Facebook, so I had the link uh, saved and everything. Yeah, I forget the the original source. I read it on the source, but you know, it's some place like uh, that does stuff like that. Um, but man, it's either all AV the, Club or Slate or something like that. Yeah, it goes all the way back to the beginning of that. Sh- I mean, thorough as fuck. Yeah, that whole That's article really about where that meme came from and everything. Fucking Gershbombs, man. Gershbombs indeed. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that and, of course, uh, the new one from Steven Spielberg, Bridge of Spies. So uh, now we will be talking about some other movies, too, because not only did we see these three, we saw fucking more, Matt. Oh, man, we we saw so many that we don't even actually have time to fit them into this show. No, we're going to do ancillary shows that we're going to be releasing in the next couple of days, uh, kind of focusing on a couple of those. Uh, just so you guys don't have to sit and listen to a two and a half hour show. We did <laughs> right. those in the past and people did not care for them as much because they're like, sweet Rightfully Jesus. so, right? No, I and can't it, blame them. And our record is pretty solid right now for hitting right around the one hour mark. We get fairly and, close. 
And, and so, uh, you know, I, I would rather us be able to devote time to talking about as many films as possible. Uh, so probably for the next few weeks, because there's just so much coming out that yeah. is uh, interesting or looks good, both on demand, streaming, and in the theaters, most importantly for our purposes here. Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, I think uh, for the next few weeks or so at least, and then probably again around uh, the Christmas holiday. Leading we'll into be, next year, yeah. Yeah, we'll be dropping All the a few stragglers. A few extra, like, five to ten minute episodes throughout the week. Uh, so that'll be fun, so look out for that. Like another um, little gift for you. Yeah, and it'll only be that little quick bite. So if you get to Friday and you're like, man, I wish I could hear about a fucking movie that I didn't watch yet, uh, there's going to be new content for you. You don't have to go back and listen to us uh, again. Hopefully you listen to us before Friday. But even in, even if you don't, throughout the week, you can listen to us many times. Many different ways. M many times more. It's just, you know, you know, it's, it, Matt, here's the thing. It's like the uh -huh. song says, you know, we give it to you <laughs> and we give it to you and we give it to you. I thought it'd be a little bit more yeah. better queued up than that. So, <laughs> do know. It's a free show. I wish it would have been, it would have been better if it was queued. I, that was, I'd pull it up on the fly. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yes. No one real. Well, I think people back in the day didn't, or maybe uh, most people don't realize that this chick was like a fucking porn star and shit. Yeah, yeah one hit wonder. It's good stuff. Though. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that. Let's talk about what we're gonna give them on the. Uh oh, see, that's not that's not bad. Um, so we're gonna be talking uh, on those bonus things. So to give you guys a little something to uh, kind of uh, think about. Um, now, Matt, you talked about it last week. The final girls. Yes. Um, you guys I, will want to listen to the, us talk about this. I, I got to see it, and I, I got to say, I am excited to talk about this movie. Um, I, I I want people to see it, so I you know I will tell you right now, it's on VOD. Go out, check it out, uh, because I just you know, it's quick spoiler alert is a whole thing. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a fun. lot of damn fun watching that, and I really wish people will go out and see that. And we're gonna be talking about that. There's another one, like you said last week, called The Final Girl. Yeah, or just Final Girl. Or just Final Girl. No, no article. So and that, Final that Girl. That's uh, Abigail Breslin starring. You know, a little sunshine girl. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're gonna talk about that, and then her a couple career's been really interesting and impressive. It's lately. Mm. I mean, she's on Scream Queens, which I'm gonna talk about here shortly. Um, but she, like, she was in Maggie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great, in that. right? Like, like she's been doing some really interesting stuff. Just as an aside. So, so, we so Final Girl and The Final Girls coming up this week. So see both of them. One is on DVD already. It got kind of released very short shrift. Um, and then The Final Girls is VOD and uh, iTunes, right? Yep. All that kind of stuff. So uh, head and on And then down we're also going to be talking about one other thing. What's the right? other one? Good Night Mommy. Oh, Good Night Mommy. Finally. We're going to be releasing that shit too. There's a lot of stuff. I'm telling you. So we're going to be re intermittently releasing those kind of five, ten minute episodes over the next uh, week here so you guys can have a little bit more but we're going to get to all the main big stuff and all the other things oh so some more for you guys alright anyways alright that's enough of that <laughs> seeing all these 70s pictures in this video is just like oh man okay um, so let's get into what you've been watching Matt yeah. other than what we have been watching what have you got Matt friend? well so uh, I already said uh, Scream Queens right alright so Scream Queens um, now Yes, You've seen some of this, yes. I saw about maybe 45 seconds, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is not what I wanted to watch at all. It was an accident. Commit, I sir. I thought it was, I thought it was the, um, the, the James Gunn produced 
program like another season of that thing on the Hulus there. And I'm like, well, this is not what I wanted to watch at all. Click. Because uh, it looks horny. I'm like, is this kind of like a scene oh, they're shooting or something? What's going oh on here? Oh, my God, Fuck dude. this noise click. Okay, let's let's talk about What's this. What's it about? I don't know nothing from nothing. So so this series is the new uh, brainchild of uh, Ryan Murphy, who uh, co-created Glee and created American Horror Story. So he's 50-50. And, and Brad Falchuk, right, who also was involved with Glee. Uh, I would say tonally this show is closer to Glee um only because it is a very kind of weird comedy it's really dark um but also really cheesy and corny and bright and it's okay so the basic story is about uh emma roberts she plays this uh sorority girl chanel who has these underlings right um, who follow her around, Chanel's uh, two through five, because they're not important enough to her to have their own names. Um, <laughs> well, it's actually like, here's Emma Roberts plays a straight up stone cold bitch in this show. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun because uh, basically this show is just like everything gets thrown at the fucking wall to see what sticks. Uh, which also happens on American Horror Story, although that's like a like a very dark, sometimes very serious thing. Um, here, it's it just goes like wall to wall. We don't give a fuck. We're here to offend people, kind of thing. Hmm. And I can't. I still. So I watched the first uh, four episodes. The pilot is the first two. Um. I have no idea what this show's actual game is other than trolling as many people as possible. Hmm. Like in the first episode, a deaf girl who, who she calls Taylor Swift because she likes Taylor Swift and can't be bothered to learn anybody's name. Um, gets run over during hazing they've buried their new uh, pledges in the ground up to their necks to stay out there all night and she gets run over by a lawnmower in the first episode and this isn't the real taylor swift why uh i, I don't know i'm sure taylor swift did not would not have signed on to do that cameo teen switch is um, not that what we're but, called her but, because it, because there's also a lot of like jokes about like they're really about how fucking awful Emma Roberts is, but they are like deaf jokes, right? Mm-hmm. The show, the show really is trolling every single person on the planet. Hmm. Everybody who calls for PC, anything. Uh, and it's, I don't think it's anti any of that. It's just trolling them. Uh, and it's kind of fascinating to watch that happen. It's um, also, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, it's <laughs> the humor on this thing is really perverse a lot of the times and they reference every goddamn horror movie you can think of, especially slashers. It's a lot of fun, man. I, I love this show and I know I'm not the target audience really, but Jesus Christ, uh, like I'm on board for this motherfucker. Huh. Um, so I'm going to say like highly recommend this thing. It's campy. It's campy on purpose. Um, it's fucked up beyond belief. Sometimes uh, there's great, use of like of like uh 80s and uh early 90s pop music like there's a there's a great scene where uh where 
I think it's in the fourth episode, maybe the third, where um, like Emma Roberts and, and the other Chanel's are walking through a cafeteria and start to get like harassed by two jocks. You know, like, come here, baby. I can't, I can't, uh, you know, tell you look nice, that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they like just go ape shit on them, set to no fucking lie, a Belinda Carlisle song. And it's, it's fucking awesome. Huh. Uh, anyway, that's, that's what I watched this week and enjoyed the shit out of hmm. is Scream Queens. Highly recommend that thing. It will be, you will maybe hate it. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, the show is not for everyone. It's bright and poppy and fucking filled with pinks and teen stars. Uh, Abigail Breslin's in it. Uh, She's fucking fantastic. She plays Chanel number five, of course. Um, Emma Roberts is great. There's some Glee alumnus in it and playing the dean of the university. Fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, who is brilliant. Hmm. She's brilliant. Um, but the basic, so the basic plot, cause I haven't told that yet. The basic plot, uh, so far is that, um, uh, there is 20 years ago, there was a death in the sorority house move forward 20 years. Um, there is now a guy dressed as a red devil or multiple people dressed as red devils complete with capes and shit. Right. Um, killing off members of the sorority one by one. So that's the basic setup plot. And they're trying to figure out how that's good. It's a slasher, but told episodically. Hmm. Um, but with just really wild stylistic variations throughout each episode. And each one so far has taken on like different themes having to do with horror movies. So like the second episode is called uh, Chainsaw. And of course, like the weapon that gets used in that is a fucking chainsaw. Club. Oh, and, chainsaw. and, and like, like it's, uh, I don't know. It's really highly, uh, referential of other horror film, uh, horror films as well. So, um, like, uh, there's a character who's new to the sorority first year in college, a freshman whose uh, father just moved to town with her, who gets hired on, uh, at the university as a, uh, film professor. And so, like, during the, of course, during the Chainsaw episode, the film that he's teaching in class is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he talks about chainsaws and how awesome Texas Chainsaw is. Um, but even then, it's like it's like trolling film professors and shit like that, too. It's awesome. It's fucking good. Yeah. The show is great. I, I, I That's think, what I've been watching. I feel like I'd get annoyed by it. I don't know why. I get that Maybe, feeling. But you should try it out. I'll, I'll, I'll watch one episode. I'll give it a shot. It's a fucking trip, man. You'll know if you're into it uh, if you watch the first 90-minute pilot. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, do you know what I have to watch these next two weeks? It's I'm not saying, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> so much week. work. I'm just telling you at some point it's you like, shouldn't fucking watch it. There's so much I can fit in my day. Um, anyway, see. what have you been fucking watching, bro? Um, well, uh, I, I still like kind of what South Park is doing this year with a continuing storyline. It's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, they're not self-contained episodes within the season. They are just the same, uh, you know, the stuff that happened in previous episodes is still going on. Um, so, but this one was all about, you know, uh, online critics, Yelpers, uh, and how the uh, people think that they're self-important. And, you know, I was just like, well, this can also apply to podcasts, I guess. But <laughs> but we're not, you know, I, 
you know, I think I think we've all left a review of some sort at some place, and uh, but we also know those people that are a little bit obsessed and think that the world needs to hear their voice. Right. And, you know, the 15 people that listen to the, this podcast are clear, you know, reasons is we don't <laughs> need that many people um, to still fuel our <laughs> stupid egos. We just live yeah. in different places. So therefore you and I don't get to talk enough. So that's what it shows an excuse for. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I mean, thank you. 15 people. Thank you. I mean, we appreciate every single one of you for fucking listening. Go reviews on iTunes. Will you? Um, so, uh, you know, enjoying that. So, South Park, as always. I think they skipped a weird week, which I thought was odd. I don't know what the fuck happened there. But, mm. anyways, um, I got to get out, uh, as this song at the top of the show, uh, you know, demonstrated, if you put two and two together, I uh, got to see Werewolf in London on the big screen. American Werewolf in London, rather. American Werewolf. Uh, and, uh, man, that thing still holds up. You, 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 you know why they won an Oscar for Best Makeup. Because <laughs> it is just there. The werewolf transformation still holds up pretty darn well in a world full of just CG and garbage and stuff. Them just doing this with all practical effects. <laughs> you really realize, like, man, they, they just went out. Yeah. They went all out, and it's still fun. It is still funny. And it's great because you can, uh, if you go to a theater like, like we had here, and there are people in there, and there are a couple people that haven't seen it before. And the reactions to stuff is it's so much fun oh, yeah, to, it holds up, to, to, to see people's reactions uh, to a movie that they've never seen before that is, you know, 30 years old. It's great. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else? I feel like I've seen something else. Well, we're going to talk about those on the other shows. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, not a whole hell of a lot. I feel like I've watched something. Everything is starting to bleed together. Oh, I bought the uh, I bought Jurassic World, and I watched the first, like, ten minutes of that until I could hear, like, the first big the theme on the uh, surround sound there. So right. I turned it up really loud. I was just like, I want to just kind of, ooh, yeah. Definitely in the top, in the, in the top, uh, still in the top, uh, you know, echelon there of movies seen this year, I would say. I am looking forward to picking that one up, too. So uh, thoroughly enjoyed, and 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 here's the thing: I, I keep I don't have a 3D TV yet. It's in the works. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna just skip a 3D and just go 4K 3D, uh, because you know why not? Because <laughs> it's eventually gonna happen. So why not just jump ahead while while we can? And they're not that expensive now. But yeah. uh, you know that's what you do, and like you keep collecting the ones that are like you know you don't I don't go in for the triple dip, so I'm not gonna go and just buy the DVD right now. Or the Blu-ray right now, and then just go have to go buy another thirty-dollar fucking three D movie later. No, I'm just gonna yeah. go ahead and do it all at one shot. That way, when I do get a three D TV, it'll just be boom, put it in there, you're good to go. And I don't know, a lot of people shit on three D, but I mean, for some things, it's great. And let me tell you, watching that kind of opening uh, swing there of of the kind of crane cam going through the park, leading down the kind of main strip there. This movie was made for three D, man. You could tell it was clearly shot with that shit in mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Other than that, not much I can think of. But, uh, yeah. Well, let's get into it. We got so much crap to cover. Yeah, uh, we do. So uh, this, uh, this, uh, this gentleman uh, that's directing our first movie here, I don't know if you heard him. He's a little indie director. Uh, his, his name is uh, Steven Spy Spiel Spielberg? Spielberg? Spielberg. That's what it Steven is. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Spielberg. Get me Steven Spielberg or his Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. God, I love that movie. <laughs> Here is the trailer for Bridge of Spies. 
You've been selected for a mission which you are not to discuss with anyone outside of this room. We are engaged in a war with the Soviet Union. This war does not for the moment involve men at arms. It involves information. We've got a Soviet spy. But there's a wrinkle. They got our spy pilot. Or the head full of classified information. The Russians want their man back before he cracks. We want you to negotiate the swap. I'm an insurance lawyer. I'm not sure I want to pick that up. Are you good at what you do? This will be a first for the both of us. You should be careful. I'm talking to you about the security of your country. Why aren't we hanging him? He's a spy! You're asking me to violate the Constitution. Do you know how people will look at us? The family of a man trying to free a traitor? Everyone deserves a defense. Every person matters. Where do they want this negotiation? East Berlin. Just tell me that you're not going to be in any danger. I don't even care if it's the truth. Give me something to hold on to. We need to have the conversation our governments can't. People in my country consider this an act of war. You can call it what you want. Let's be clear. Nobody is safe. We're in a battle for civilization. The Constitution is what makes us Americans. Shouldn't we show our enemy who we are? Things have started to fall apart. Is this your position or your government's? Is there any outcome here where I'm not either detained or shot? Do we need to worry about you? What's the move when you don't know what the game is? The next mistake our countries make could be the last one. That was a trailer for Bridge of Spies, our first new release review of this week. IMDb plotline, as we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. An American lawyer is recruited by the CIA during the Cold War to help rescue a pilot detained in the Soviet Union. This is directed by Senor Spielbergo, uh, written by Matt Chap uh, Char Charman. Charman. Sure. And uh, uh, I guess punched up by uh, the, the uh, brothers Cohen there, Ethan and Joel. Well, more than punched up, they wrote enough to get a credit. Well, I mean, well, yeah, so they probably, I forget I how the rules were. at least a full pass, man. Well, yeah, well, I say, yeah, I, maybe because, Punch Up was a little punch bit. Up, because Punch Ups do not get credit. You're right, you're right. Maybe that was that, just. That's like uh, Joss Whedon on Toy Story, right? Right, exactly. That that uh, may have been a little loose in my terminology. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they clearly did an entire, probably the entire pass to restructure most of the story, but didn't change enough of the elements for uh, Mark uh, Charman there not to get his name taken off. Right. Um, right. That's how that well, works. Well, and, uh, and I, I definitely feel their presence in some of the dialogue. Like, like there's a polish to some of it that is not typically there. In a very specific Coen Brothers way, right? Yeah. Just some of the back and forth kind of thing. I could see that. Uh, this is, of course, starring uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Mark Relance. I believe that's how you say his name. Alan Alda, Amy Ryan, uh, Jesse Plemons, who's in every motherfucking thing this year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the man can't be stopped. Matt Damon's retarded brother can't be stopped. I like that guy, though. I, I, I shit, but it's fun. Um, and uh, it just pretty much, it, have you seen character actors? They're all in this movie. Every fucking one of them. Pretty much every character so, actor you've Tom seen Hanks in the past. is the, the one, like, star in this thing. The one star star, but everybody else. Oh, I mean, Alan Alda, really. Yeah. Is, it's at the same level, I guess. But, uh, like, everybody else, it is just straight up character actors and like working actors. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but you know, people, people that you recognize and, and the hilarious part is, is that, uh, old, uh, old, uh, Amy Ryan there in two movies releasing on the same bloody date. She's in this and goosebumps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big on yeah, her. It's weird watching <laughs> them back to back. And <laughs> just because so, so different. Yeah. Very different movies for sure. Um, so Matt, did, were you aware of this story at all? Uh, yeah, there was a book that I kind of read through a little while back. Uh, Thanks for making this. me look bad. Good job. Keep but, going. But it's like, it's not <laughs> something that, right, like the Cold War era is not something uh, that I've studied extensively, at least not in the U.S. So this is just something that I knew about, right, this this exchange that had happened with the, with the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I was not in on the details, right? I knew it was a lawyer, right, who had not practiced stuff. But that's basically about it. Yeah, I, I was completely unaware, and uh, so everything kind of coming in was, was a fresh sort of thing for me. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Cruise plays a, like, insurance Tom lawyer. Hanks. What'd I say? Tom Cruise. He is not in this movie. That'd have been badass if he'd have shown up, though. He's. I almost guarantee he will not make another movie with Spielberg. You know what I need to do? I need to learn to Watch close... Watch World's No, well... No. <laughs> I need to learn to close this fucking YouTube thing because I, that's what is getting in my head is when I see these other pictures pop up and then other actors come into my head because I'm seeing them off in the periphery. Was it like a like a fan cut of like four toms? Well, it's like well, it's one of those things where you see all the grids and stuff, and there's like 16 panels on the screen, and it's all oh, somebody yeah. else's face. And I think I saw something out the corner of my eye, and Tom Cruise just. <laughs> Not that he's well, anyway, not always Tom there Hanks. to begin with. Tom Sorry. Hanks, rather, plays an insurance uh, lawyer um, who, I guess, like from the beginning scene, I, I see is not very, um, he's a ball buster. Well, because a car, a car has, has apparently been in an accident yes. with five motorcycles. And, you know, he basically goes, look, man, there was only one accident. It just happened to have five fucking motorcycles involved in it. Right. Uh, well, I'm only th- paying out once. I think that scene works two ways, right? Like it sets him up as somebody who's stubborn, certainly, mm-hmm. right? Um, but who also, whether or not you agree with the perspective, he is to the letter of the law. We're doing this thing, right? Right. Um, and I think that that setting up of him in that like sort of ballbuster way may be slightly unfeeling, at least uh, from a humanist perspective, right? Um, is nece- is uh, necessary for us to move forward and like believe that this guy would have been tapped to give the quote unquote semblance of a fair shake to this accused uh, spy, uh, Rudolph Abel. Right. Played by Mark, uh, you, you said you think it's Relance. I think it's Relance, or yeah, that sounds right. Okay, I've I know, I know, I'm, I know, I'm the guy that needs to be going but, to for names. <laughs> but I also, I, you know, he that fucking guy is amazing. Yeah, he does he, a great job with. I mean, I don't think he probably has more than five minutes worth of dialogue total. Probably even less than that. Well, he's also like 
he also has not been in that many films, but you know, he's a, a highly regarded stage actor, mm-hmm. like has won numerous awards, like, um, Olivier awards, three Tonys. Um, and then he like, gets the pleasure of being in the gunman earlier this year. Huh? Hmm? Huh? Yeah. No. All right, fine. Well enough. <laughs> but, uh, but, in any, <laughs> but in any case, uh, and Spielberg apparently likes him enough to make another movie with him. So, um, he's going to be in the BFG later hmm. or next year, I guess. Um, which is a Roald doll adaptation. I don't know if you're familiar with that book. It's about a giant. Uh, I just remember the BFG from quake. The, the big friendly giant is what BFG stands for. I always tell that as big fucking gun. Well, yeah. That's, that's what the ID told me. It's different. All right, fine. Uh, anyway, so uh, Mark Relance is just flat out fucking amazing in this movie. Um, he, he doesn't say very much, um, but he, he gets a lot of screen time, mm-hmm. just not a lot of dialogue. But the performance that he's able to pull out of what he does have for screen time is, is really remarkable. Yeah, and he's got some of the best lines of the movie. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I mean, like this I guy who's like... just kind of unfazed by a lot of stuff, but but is also, uh, so essentially, just to give people a little bit of background, uh, so, you know, he, he's this, you see this older gentleman, he's out, goes to the park and everything, and he's uh, he's kind of painting this landscape and everything, feels under a bench and picks out this uh, this coin. And brings it back to his apartment and everything, kind of puts his painting down and uh, finds out that this coin that was stuck underneath the bench was not actually just a coin, but it was a hollowed out coin that had, uh, you know, a little paper just kind of folded eight billion times inside of it that had a whole bunch of numbers on it. Turns out this guy is more than likely a Russian spy of some sort. Yes. And so the police uh, raid in on his place, get him and everything. And so they want to send him to the dogs, but they say, hey, we need to get somebody out here to actually, you know, you know, put it up like we're giving a fair, fair trial to this thing. Hey, this uh, Tom Hanks's character here seems like uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that will kind of go to bat for us and everything. This isn't his really, you know, kind of deal or anything, but he's somebody that we can put off onto this. America's probably going to fucking hate him because he's, you know, representing the enemy at the time. Right. Um, so, but it's kind of a very thankless job. But, you know, like you said, He's a very letter of the law kind of man who wants to go through and see that due process is uh, due. <laughs> yeah, well, and he does, and he gets a lot of blowback from it, right? Like, and he comes up against time and again just systemic disinterest because this guy is a quote unquote enemy, enemy of the state, right? right? Um, and and what's kind of remarkable about that. Uh, <laughs> first third of this movie or so is that you end up rooting for him to get off this spot, like to get a spy off of these charges. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, um, because uh, for all intents and purposes, there is no ambiguity. He is a spy, right? Mm -hmm. Like he gets a phone call. He goes to the park. He sits at the bench. He knows, like he knows to act like he's adjusting his easel and goes down and picks up the thing that's under the bench, goes home, knows exactly how to open it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no ambiguity. So you know he's a spy as an audience member. Yeah, he's he's somebody who has done something. Now we don't know the severity with which uh, you know his actions will take, but we know that they are you know dubious at best. Right. Um, and so that's kind of remarkable to me that the that the film like tells you this guy is perpetuating crimes of some sort against the United States, mm-hmm. and yet. Uh, you believe in due process so much if you're not a fucking psychopath. Um, 
as an American, right? Because it's, that's how the law is structured here, right? right? It's innocent until proven guilty. You have to have your right to fair trial. Things have to go according to procedure. An idyllic standpoint, but yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> but of course, this is a Spielberg film, right? So, like, why the fuck would you show up to a Spielberg film unless you're into that idealism, at least as a concept, that you're on board with sitting through two and a half hours of? As much as true. Right? Uh, I mean... If we know one thing about a Spielberg movie that's set in the 1950s or 60s, it's that it's going to be about like what America actually is, right. or what it sh what it should be, right? In this uh, kind of nostalgic, America used to actually stand for fucking principles as opposed to bullshit. Yeah, let's just you know shoot shoot them all and God can sort them out kind of thing. Yeah, right. And uh, I was just, I was looking at this uh, kind of a it was a like a sort of an interview with the uh, writer of this uh, film and the, and the producer, I think, um, where they were talking about the uh, kind of parallels between 1960 and the Cold War and what was happening and what the U.S. policies were for treating prisoners of that war, right, mm -hmm. uh, who had not undertaken any actual, like, violent action, um, and the treatment of suspected terrorists during... Uh, you know, in Guantanamo and at various other black sites throughout the world during uh, the so-called war on terror, right? Um, and I definitely think that's there. Uh, like, and, and Tom Hanks is this guy who's crusading in some small way to say, like, this is not what America does. Right. You cannot call yourself a moral authority on shit if you are doing the same fucking bullshit that the other country that is not you and that you are an enemy of is pulling. Yeah, I mean, th there's a scene where the judge is just like, "All right, this is an open and shut case here. Whatever, whatever. Fuck this guy. We're just gonna we're gonna send him off to what we need to do, and uh, let's just gas this motherfucker, and that's it. And or hang or electrocute, yeah. I guess at the time. Um, but yeah, so and he's just like, "Well, no, we need to, you know, see this out the proper way and everything." And uh, and then, but of course, then uh, we get a giant kind of. Uh, um, oh no! I want, I want to mention this. So he gets to the point where it's just like, "Look, man, um, what if we don't actually kill this guy? Because we might need him a little bit later." And turns out they do need him a little bit later when a U.S. Uh, fighter pilot. Technically, he's not a fighter pilot. He's a you know a pilot of some sort. He's a spy. Spy. Well, that's much as true as well. He's I guess. Flying a spy plane. He's flying exactly. He's flying a spy plane with like the biggest fucking uh, cameras on it you've ever seen, and taking pictures. His plane goes down and he gets captured. But instead of killing himself uh, like he was instructed to, uh, he stays alive. And um, they they decide, hey, let's uh, let's do a switch. And the whole movie is the uh, kind of uh, the the trade off, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's the negotiation for that trade. Right. Uh, a further wrinkle happens with this arrest of an American student as the Berlin Wall is being put up by the uh, East German government, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Tom Hanks decides he wants to try and get both of these prisoners back. But the problem is that nobody in, in the East is straightforward. They all, they each have their own little political game that they're playing. Yeah, it's, it's and all he giant has to negotiate man. all of that, right? Um. I think this movie's really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, the biggest thing that I, that was kind of perplexed me is why it's coming out right now, and not in like three, four weeks. I think uh, it's very, very likely that um, who put this out? The studio. Uh, 
Hold on, I'll look. Was it DreamWorks? I, I don't think so. I mean, it is it is DreamWorks and Amblin Entertainment, but it's uh, Fox, was it? Yeah, Fox. Maybe. I don't remember. I think it probably just has to do with the fact that, like, uh, October is not necessarily a bad time to release a film like this. But I think it's just a realization that, uh, you know, as November gets going, there's just so much shit coming out. And I think possibly strategically, this is a way to make this movie stand out. That it's coming out when yeah. all these other big prestige pictures are not the Oscar bait, right? Um, and maybe people will actually remember it as opposed to, oh, I saw 15 movies this week yeah, that were all oscar nominees or potential nominees as they're going into the judging of uh you know in the nomination process for all of the awards later this year that may have played some small part in it it could have also just been an opportunity where they said like well it's counter program crimson peak and good night uh and uh goosebumps are coming out that same weekend let's just pop it there i mean it the, opened up at 15 we i mean up at 15 million in third place so i mean comparatively yeah, that's not terrible it, it, no it opened well but you know the median audience uh age of the audience was like 40 to 50 years old yeah there's 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 no one there's so few it's I, not I, getting a lot of teenagers in there, right? no <laughs> i want to see that cold war bio the bio fucking should, fucking, it's good. no it's good it's better than, than a lot of the other shit out there yeah Maybe maybe not all the stuff that came out this week. Maybe it's not. Least, I think it is better than than all the other stuff that came out this week, but that doesn't mean the other stuff that came out. I'll this say week. this: it's it's the movie that you, in fifteen years you'll, you'll go back to uh, first compared to the other ones. But uh, that's what I think. Maybe we'll talk about that. All right. So uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, two strong recommendations for us. Uh, so Bridge of Spies. If you didn't get out there and see it, get out there and see it. Doggone it. So uh, let's go to the other end of the spectrum, shall we? Uh, yeah. Here's the trailer uh, for Goosebumps. Mom, are you positive that there weren't any other places looking for vice principals? You promise you'll give it a shot? I promise. And I looked into it legally. I can't live on my own until I'm 18. So you're the new neighbor? Yeah, I'm Zach, by the way. I'm Hannah. Hannah, get away from the window now. I gotta go. Hi. Hey, we're just moving in. You see that fence? Uh, yes. Stay on your side of it. He's a big teddy bear. Don't take it personally. He doesn't really like anyone. Yeah. Oh, Hannah's in trouble. Oh, who's Hannah? She's locked in this house, and her dad's a psychopath. Does she have a friend? Abominable Snowman of Pasadena? These are all Goosebumps manuscripts. Why are these books locked? Did you unlock a book? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'll put it back where it belongs. Look, here it is. No, don't open it! Such a cracker. The only way to stop them is to suck them back into the books. You read them all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we know their weaknesses, we can capture them all. We're the only ones who can do this. Oh my god, how'd you do that? Sore feelings. I have a ton of cavities. When I was 10, I didn't brush my teeth for a whole year. Uh... 
All right, everyone, plan anything you can to barricade the doors. We cannot let the monsters inside. I just want to break the rules. Gnomes? Maybe they're friendly. Oh. Not friendly. Definitely not friendly. All right, that was the trailer for Goosebumps, our second new release review of this week. IMDb plotline, a teenager teams up with the daughter of young adult horror author R.L. Stein. After the writer's imaginary demons are set free on the town of Madison, Delaware. This is uh, directed by Lo- Rob Letterman, uh, written by uh, Darren Limke, Scott Alexander, Larry Krasinski, uh, and, uh, of course, based on the books by uh, R.L. Stein, starring Jack Black, Dylan, Minette, uh, Odelia Rush, Ryan Lee, Amy Ryan, Jillian Bell, Ken Marino, and many more. Um, now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. My guess is, mm-hmm. is the majority of people listening to this podcast probably saw these trailers, or be they on television or at a theater, and thought to themselves, no, there's no way I'm going to go see this, even though probably a lot of you that are listening probably grew up reading the Goosebumps books and stuff. You were like, no, no, right. I am an adult. I do not need to go out and see a PG-rated, you know, quote-unquote horror movie, if you will. Uh, I'm Skip it. Well, guess what, kids? It was number one at the box office, and there's a good reason. It's a damn good movie. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I, I will not say it's great. It's not like a fucking amazing masterpiece. No, but this it's... Mo- this movie delivers. It is sir. far better than it has any fucking right to be. Well, and and coming from, coming from uh, Rob Letterman, who uh, was let out of director jail for this <laughs> one, um, you know, his last movie was Gulliver's Travels. No, it didn't do so hot. He, well, it he was didn't, also not very good. Didn't um, see, so I would imagine as much. But but it you know, bad. like he he did his movie before that. However, because he comes out of animation, was fucking amazing. Monsters uh, and Aliens. Monsters versus Aliens, which is yeah. great. Yeah, that movie's great. And this movie plays around in that same milieu. I hope he just keeps making monster movies for kids. I think like I think that's his niche, right? Uh, no, it, it works. And here's the thing: like while still rated PG, I, I think this is uh, it's not so scary that smaller kids can't enjoy it, and it's not so goofy dumb that older kids can't enjoy it either. No, well, look, man, I'm I'm 31. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it's it, it play. You know, it's a it is R.L. Stein is a real person mm-hmm. whose books come to life when you open them. He, all of his creations he's ever uh, come up with are actually just living things because his, his imagination is so active basically right and smith corona makes a hell of a typewriter and, and that fucking smith corona <laughs> um no i liked it a lot man it's it's pretty meta uh which mm. which is a nice little twist as opposed to just adapting one or two of the stories which could have been good um yeah because you do you, you ever see the tv show back in the day yeah, some of them are it's great. like a kid's uh, Outer Limits kind of thing. I always dug it um, for what it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the kids in this movie, though, are amazing. Yeah, they're all great. Uh, well, the Dylan o- kid, he's O'Dea been in- Rush as Hannah is great. Dylan Minnette, yeah, he's good. Ryan Lee I liked. Uh, he played that character as annoyingly as possible. Um, 
there were times I felt like he was almost going to start uh, verging into like Disney Channel territory, <laughs> but he but he didn't. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, like I, I liked that kid uh, when he was in Super 8 as well. So, uh, like, he, I think he's one of the better parts of that movie. Yeah, I'm um, like, he was great in that. And then, uh, you know, the Dylan Minnette, it was, was good earlier this year, and, uh, or last year, rather, in Alexander, the No Good, Terrible, Bad Day. He was mm-hmm. fun in that. He was in Prisoners. I mean, like, you know, these, these kids have been around. They're, they're yeah. not newbies, no, by, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh I, I don't know, man. This movie is good. I don't. We, there's not much to say about it other than yeah. holy shit, this movie is worth your time. I I I I, I love whatever really Jack Black is CG. doing. <laughs> yeah, Jack Black's good. He's doing he's doing a weird thing. I I don't know what it is, but I I like it. It's um. It's halfway in between like uh, <laughs> Tenacious D, Jack Black, and uh, like literary critic. It's <laughs> yeah. like what it is, right? It's it's that that's the character. Yeah, so like I, I like so the idea is you know they they open up a book when when they he thought uh, he he thinks his daughter um um the the what was his character's name? Whose character? The the Dylan's kid Zach. Zach. So Zach thinks like his new his new uh, next door neighbor here, or technically he's the new next door neighbor, but uh, his next door neighbor uh, is is being you know kind of possibly abused by her dad and everything. Calls the police and you know she's she's there, she's not there, all over the place. He won't let her out of the house and all these things. And so goes to investigate. Uh, him and his buddy go up there and then find out. Oh, here are all these you know manuscripts and stuff. One gets opened up and then the abominable stone man comes out and uh, wackiness or begins or Pasadena. Like much like the little old lady, uh, can't be stopped. <laughs> well, and, and you do get all the monsters. There's a great, uh, like last minute reveal of one of the monsters, uh, at the fairground. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the you know, I don't want to spoil for well, Goosebumps of, fans. Yeah, well, one of the things I did it's like was sticky. Let's say that. <laughs> um, I, I do like the um, you know the 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 uh, Slappy is that was the name of the oh puppet? yeah Slappy's great Slappy the uh, ventriloquist dummy who's voiced by Jack Black uh, I love it and I got to say this um, when when watching that I was just like he could do some good voice work he needs to do more voice work on stuff because I kind of dug what he was doing there so mm-hmm. do some more voice work Jack Black I know I know he's done some I think he needs to do more. Because I think he's got, yeah, well, I think he's got a good well, talent I mean, like, for it. Kung, Kung Fu Panda is basically undoing himself, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's not much, but it, I gotta it's say, the standard celebrity voice work. I gotta say though, just just keep it in the Jack Black territory. And you mentioned Kung Fu Panda, that fucking trailer's funny, dude. The new one, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Him, I like, I like him and then you got Brian Cranston in there. Brian Cranston in a fucking cartoon is delivering, son. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I'm just like he's gonna fucking make me cry in a fucking animated panda <laughs> cartoon. It's so sad, and then they're just like, "Well, see ya." <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, I love those movies. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap up Goosebumps. I'm gonna give it a, a highly recommend. I think it's great. Yeah, definitely go out. Uh, it's it, it may not be. If you have ex- kids, definitely go see. Yeah, it. Yeah, if you got kids, or if like you know you got like a young niece or nephew or something who's just like, yeah, I want to go to the movies or whatever. This is something that you can take them to, and that they're gonna like it. And you're probably not gonna think it's you know a waste of your time like a lot of the kids' fair is. To be honest with you. Uh, it's yeah. it's a good fun time. So yeah. Yeah, go see Get this instead of Hotel Transylvania. Oh, for the love of God, please do. Mm. Yeah. 
that ain't good for nobody. All right, here is the last new release review of this week. Here is the trailer for Crimson Peak. Ghosts are real. That much I know. I've seen them all my life. What you been doing? Edith, this is my sister. I don't think she's the right choice. You have to trust me. Thomas, your bride is frozen. I run your hot bath. that are unsafe. What was that? A house as old as this one becomes, in time, a living thing. Never go below this level. It starts holding on to things. Has anyone died in this house? Specific deaths, violent deaths. In your own best interest, proceed with caution. Keeping them alive when they shouldn't be. If you're here with me, give me a signal. She knows everything. Do we have to do this? Must we? Yes. You have no idea what they do. What do you want? I have to leave. You have nowhere else to go. This is your home now. That was the trailer for Crimson Peak, our last new release review of this week. IMDb plotline. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between uh, love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Uh, trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. Uh, this is, of course, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, co-written by uh, Matthew Robbins. Uh, starring uh, Tom Hiddleston, Jessica Chastain, Mia. How do you pronounce this chick's last name? Wachakuska? Uh, it's Wachakowska. There you go. Uh, Charlie Hunnam and a handful of other folks as well. And of course, you can't have a you can't have a, a Guillermo del Toro movie without uh, Doug Jones in it. So <laughs> I I kept waiting for uh, Perlman to show up. Yeah, it would have been. It would not have been shocking. <laughs> no, just uh, just as a little something or something. So, uh, well, he was in uh, what you got there, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, that's true. He was in that. Never mind, I take that back. I'm an idiot. Little small part, but you know, was in it. I just take that back. I'm an idiot. And he had a badass, uh, badass uh, re 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 uh, emerging, if you will. I wasn't thinking about Pacific Rim. I fucking love that movie. Good flick. Uh, anyway, um, so there's a line in this movie, uh-huh. Matt. Um, this uh, this movie oh well uh, before I get to the line, um, this movie is uh, mixed I think in a lot of ways uh, as far as reviews go. 
Yes. Uh, some people dig it. Some people uh, do not. And I think this movie itself comments on the fact uh, of its own review, uh, as a matter of which, fact. Which is? Uh, basically saying, uh, look, the, the, so our main character here, she's, uh, she's, she's a writer. So she wants mm-hmm. to write and everything, and she's written this uh, large manuscript and everything. And, uh, you know, they go, oh, we don't want, like, ghost stories from, like, a woman. No one wants these kind of women writing these stories, blah, blah, blah. And they want a love story. She goes, well, it is a love story, but it just happens to have ghosts in it. Yes. And that's what this fucking movie is. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't think the smart enough people, I don't think there are smart enough people out there sometimes to get what the fucking movie is saying about itself. (laughs) Yeah. I know there Um, are some, but there's some, many who just go like, dude, I wanted to all out fucking just scare fest. Well, here's, here's what Crimson Peak is. It is a gothic horror film, yeah. which is one of the most classical forms of the genre, period. It's not scary as much as it is. Uh, it's, I mean, like gothic uh, films and uh, literature, right? There's some romance to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghost stories in particular in the gothic tradition are uh, tragedies of love, right? Um, where, uh, you know, famously in, in something like, uh, uh, the uninvited, for example, which is a, a Gothic film from the forties, right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is f- f- uh, amazing. People should see that movie. It's phenomenal. Uh, but the uninvited, right. Is, is a story of a woman who moves into a property, um, and the, like the neighbor's daughter, uh, or the owner of the property who is the neighbor, uh, this like Lord in, in England, right. This noble person, um, his daughter is not allowed to come into the house, but she befriends the new people who, uh, start, uh, who buy the place from them and all this stuff. Well, it turns out that the daughter's, uh, mother killed herself on the property. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason that the father doesn't want the daughter there is because the mother's spirit haunts the house. And he's afraid that his daughter will reenact this tragic moment, right? Right. And this is what all of these gothic films are about. It's Rebecca, right? Yep. The Hitchcock flick is the other big uh, key text in this genre for, for film. Um, the, the Innocence from 1960, which is uh, kind of a creepy film, but not scary in any way. Um, and, and this is what Guillermo del Toro is going for. It's a gothic romance, which often has spirits but it's not a it's it's not a haunted house movie right it's exactly. not the conjuring no yeah. there you go the, that's a good that's the spirits a good comparison. are not even there in gothic romances to do harm themselves right it's very rare that that is the case right this is more this is more kind of exposing things telling things getting Secrets points of the past. across it's the exactly yeah that comes out mm-hmm. yes Mm-hmm. So so it's it's just getting those messages across and stuff, and I think I think it works there. And and yeah, I mean this movie is not going to work for a lot of people. It's just not. And but I I think if you go in with a different kind of expectation, that's not like I'm going to go see a fucking horror movie, bro. If you go in without that, you might be okay. Yeah. Well, and and it is a horror movie, but it, it is definitely a much more classically toned style right there's not too much that is uh super gory there are some moments that we're just like oh my fucking god <laughs> but that's because it's del toro right 
Um, That's just what movie, I do, man. I get <laughs> into movie, it and I go, I wear is the blood and he's to come gushing out of their veins. I don't think that you said enough. Uh, you didn't use. Uh, I didn't say fucking or, enough. I'm sorry. Or, or pussy. <laughs> in that right it comes like, right the blood comes right out of the pussy man <laughs> <laughs> because those are his two favorite words uh in in conversation and during interviews that i like <laughs> if you ever ever watched a video of del toro get like giving a q a type interview after a screening or something right he always like like talks about pussy for some reason i don't fucking know it's all <laughs> it's on all of our minds guillermo we get it <laughs> anyway um uh, what what he's going for is is what these movies, these types of movies, this strand of horror really is just all about. It's the atmosphere, it's the um, sins of the past that are coming back, right? Which is what ghosts were understood to be in the Victorian era anyway. Um, were like these repressed sins or moments that got robbed from people, that sort of thing. And that's that's what he's playing with. He's also, though, I want to say. Um, plugging in elements of the penny dreadful um kind of you know the like grisliness of that kind of thread through right. throughout history um with uh the brother sister combo right yeah um, and, and all of that and how violent their actions actually turn out to be specifically the sister which is uh one of the more gruesome parts of the film is uh here's a spoiler alert skip skip ahead like 10 15 seconds i'll be done right but one of the most gruesome parts of the film is when she stabs uh tom hiddleston right in the face with a with a like skinny knife yeah. from the kitchen right and he he like pulls it out and it just starts like pouring blood <laughs> and you're just but when she does it you're just like holy fucking shit like, whoa all right <laughs> okay so spoilers are done um <laughs> But, uh, you know, so it plays around with those things, but it doesn't go whole hog. I think the movie's gorgeous. It's, I mean, Del Toro has never made an ugly movie. No, it's, I mean, the designs are, are fantastic. I mean, I love the fact that the big giant house has holes in it where snow is coming in. It brings a whole weird, you know, uh, literal element uh, yeah. into the house that would not be well, there for any other reason. It creates a weird, like, fairy tale Fucking moment. cool, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, the, like, the house itself has all of these odd fairy tale things to it. So there's the snow that comes through the ceiling. There's, uh, you know, the Sharp family's business is this, like, red clay mining, right, mm -hmm. uh, historically, that they, that they have, and he's trying to uh, get it going again um, with this new machine that he's trying to fund. And, um... Uh, so like the, the red clay that's like dripping down the walls in the basement, right? Because it's, it's just the, like, it's not a basement. It's a fucking, it's, the entrance it's like to it's the, it's seeping to the out of every, you know, orifice of the house. Yeah. Um, you step on the floorboards and it's squishy. <laughs> squishy out, right? And, and so like, that's a nice little touch, I thought. Uh, the moths that live in the attic because it's so damp because they can't repair the house because their family... Uh, business has not been profitable for some time. So even though they're landed nobility, all they really have is this like dilapidated house that they are inhabiting uh, certain rooms of basically. Um, and, and so like, I don't know, like it sets up this kind of weird fairy tale place that is some, sometimes referencing uh, like the shining. Sometimes it's referencing these other Gothic haunted uh, house films. Like we've uh, talked about, and sometimes I got to tell you, it plays uh, very close to uh, Suspiria, 
right? I can uh, see that. And so, like, uh, like any time that attic uh, is shown with like the moths and stuff, or like the deep blues and reds, which is uh, a lot of this film's color scheme, that's Suspiria, right? Um, that kind of weird, dark fairy taleness where the color is very saturated yeah. in many, many different ways, and just the oddity of uh, like, oh yeah, there's like fucking moths upstairs hanging out, <laughs> you know, for like fucking dozens and dozens of them, hundreds of them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this this movie, I I was personally enamored with. I will go back and watch this movie a lot. Uh, but as everybody knows, this is kind of a genre that I've been dealing with a lot professionally for a long time. Um, you know, the haunted house Gothic stuff. Yeah. So, uh, it, it will, uh, be something that I continue to go back to, but, uh, I, I don't know, man, some people hated this movie and I don't understand why. No, I mean, well, I can understand why. I mean, I, I didn't, but I, I, I can, I can get why, but it's, it's all expectations. It's all expectations of what people think is coming in, what people think is going out and how, you know, well, and, and you, you can't get pissed at a movie uh, to be, to, for it not being what you want it to be instead of what it is. Well, and people also do get pissed off at Del Toro for uh, like having grand ideas and not following through with them. But I honestly don't understand what that complaint is about, because I feel like he every single time follows through on his like what his actual plan is, his promise. Right. Like here, I'm going to do a gothic romance that references every other fucking gothic romance that you've <laughs> ever seen on screen and a whole dozen other things. And that's going to be the movie. Uh, right. There's one review I read where they were talking about um, like, uh, oh, it's, you know, he's, he followed his ripoff of Transformers with a ripoff of a dozen other uh, haunted house uh, flicks. It's oh, like, well, who the fuck? Like, Come on, people. But like Pacific Rim is, is not a ripoff of Transformers. That movie has more uh, like cohesiveness than a Transformers movie. And I like the Transformers. Yeah. Movie. But, you know, it's it's that weird kind of like, well, he's making the spectacle, it's bloated, it doesn't matter, that sort of attitude. And I just want to tell those people to fuck off sometimes. Like, <laughs> you, like you're just wrong. You're wrong. This movie's great. Uh, I will say the best negative review I've read of it was, was uh, by Walter Chaw um, at, uh, filmfreakcentral.com. So check that out. I will, I will point you to like, this guy writes about this movie and has a definite opposite opinion of me, uh, on how all of this stuff is operating. But I think that's a legit, that's the way you criticize a film negatively, legitimately, I think. No, uh, man, it the, fucking sucked. It didn't have any fucking people didn't that. fucking die in it and shit. And I want exactly. to see fucking guts on the ground, motherfucker. But like, you know, like you have the conversation about the film and that can be really interesting, but those types of reviews don't like that's fucking nothing. Right. But, but check out those of you out there who want to see like a solid piece of uh, critique of this movie. That is not just, it's from somebody who legitimately loves Del Toro, but did not like Pacific Rim uh, all that much and does not like Crimson Peak at all. Uh, check out that review again. It's uh, Walter Chaw at filmfreakcentral.com. It's so much better. Like uh, fucking AO Scott's review this week or, or no, it wasn't AO Scott. It was sometimes on the A.O. Scott train. Sometimes I'm just like, you fuck. <laughs> no, it, was, it, it was not A.O. Scott. It was somebody else. Todd McCarthy, maybe. 
Sounds um, like the same pantheon. Who, who uh, was um, just like, well, this movie's not even scary. That was like their big <laughs> And it, that sounds like, like him. It's like, well, fucking maybe it's not supposed to be scary. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Sh- sh- shut up. Shut um, up, you. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check out that Walter Chaw thing if you want to uh, like a really good, well-argued opposite opinion from us. I will point people to to things that disagree with me if it's good. I will not. Because <laughs> I am the only bearer of truth. Here. That's not true at all. Uh, I, I know I like a lot of things people fucking hate, so I can't. Oh, say shit. me too, man. I half of the shit that I write about professionally is garbage. <laughs> no, like one actual there. garbage. But I love it because I get to write about it. Right? No one in their right damn mind. Um, Ouija's gonna have a fucking, and I'm not joking. Ouija is gonna have a section on it in my fucking dissertation, and that movie is, f- for fuck's sake, terrible. See, see, kids. This is this is why our taxes don't need to be going to schools. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Of course, it's. Uh, so, hey, someone needs to talk about that movie because no one else will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Because no one else will. Uh, so yeah, that's it. I think two uh, recommendations for us. Or that it's a it's a good week, man. I did not see a single thing this week that I didn't like, and that should clue you into our uh, discussions that are coming up in the mini episodes later this week. <laughs> I don't know what that. <laughs> when did this turn into fucking the end of Star Trek? I don't know, but it happened and it was fun. I don't know, but we need some like hot jazz beat going on. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Michael Jackson song, but whatever. Um, so, um, so next week, next week we got a crap load of stuff yet again. Ugh. Oh, we should preface: we're not reviewing Jim and the Holograms next week. Yeah, it's not for lack It'll of. It'll happen, but there are five other movies that <laughs> that are also. There's getting reviewed so next much week. shit to see; it's fucking ridiculous. So we've got to we got to draw the line somewhere. Hashtag we do watch everything, but we may not watch it all in one weekend. I still point to the fact that we watch more shit than most other podcasts out there ever. It's funny; I was listening maybe about two weeks ago. They were talking about uh, on the Slash Filmcast. They were talking. I forget what fucking movie it was, but they were just like, "We're not reviewing that." And I'm just like, uh, "We uh, no pain." It was about pain. It was last week, right? Uh, the week before they they were teasing it, and they were just like, "Well, we're not going to talk about pain uh, next week." So we were like, "You know, we're not going to go see that." We went and saw it, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. We bit the bullet because so, you know what? We we fucking stand up for ourselves around here. So next week, our big four reviews will be Steve Jobs, Paranormal Activity, Ghost Dimension, Last Witch Hunter. And rock the Casbah. So many things. And with eventually which we'll talk watch. about Jim and the Holograms. But yeah. that movie will be garbage, almost assuredly. Yeah, when there's like one in there, I think there's only one trailer out. I do not first there are two trailers. One's, two? Di- one's very different from the first one. Okay. Um but I do not foresee that movie pulling a goosebumps on us. No, no, probably not. So we'll talk about all of those next week and stuff. Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this uh, week, sir? You can follow me at, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, I really am going to start be, uh, being back on Tumblr starting tomorrow. Uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. So come check me out there. Excellent. Excellent. And of course, you can always listen to my other podcast, Hear Movie Podcast at hearmoviepodcast.com. Uh, this week, we talk about uh, the first four episodes of season two of Gotham. Ooh. And uh, how uh, the Jerome character was very interesting and something happened. 
Uh, I won't spoil if you haven't seen, but a uh, lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, very, very interesting stuff there. And spoiler alert, this is going to be a, a, a good thing for you guys. I got it on a, a good, good authority. Then you're going to be the first people to hear it because we didn't talk about it on that show. 99.9% sure here. Sean Keenan returns to HMP next week, son. Holy shit. And we're going to be reviewing The Crow. I haven't seen The Crow since high school. I still think like a really funny joke to pull would be next week I just drive up to Charlotte record the episode with Sean but you and Bruce don't do anything be nice to have a week off <laughs> I, I think it would be hilarious honestly it would be funny like, like I, you'd still have to be there to record the guy <laughs> I'd still have to produce but <laughs> but but like I think that'd be funny as shit so, uh, you know, it's wait for that. It's probably not going to happen, but it'd be fucking hilarious. So do that. Subscribe, all those good jazzes and all that shit right there. Uh, and go review us on the iTunes. been a while since we've had that. So uh, that is it until next. Oh, and, and s- fucking go and check out the Preacher Podcast episode one. It's out there. Review that shit, bitches. Uh, Marty reviewed us in the UK, apparently. He told me the other day on Twitter. Sweet, sweet. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll so go check that out. There will be more content coming in the nearish future. Too sweet, bitches. All right, see y'all next week. Much quicker after show than I thought because that song just went. <laughs> I was just like, well, that'd be three minutes. That'll be real quick, right? No. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, it's going to be fast. But uh, Br- brief after show, though. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I'm uh, I- I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, to th- these talks that we're going to be dropping in-, in the next couple days here for folks uh, because I got to say, I haven't not really known anything about that, uh, the Final Girls the Final movie. Girls. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, I had so much fun. I had it's, so much fun watching that movie, and I was just like, I mean, you know, like it's the, fucking good the, as with son. with the premise so that good. you gave me, I was just like, oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun, and they have so much fun with <laughs> and a PG thirteen movie, no less, and yes. it doesn't feel like it's lacking either. No, it's fucking which fun, is, which man. Which is crazy. So we'll talk about that shit, but man, Jim and the holograms, dude, come on now, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to see this. Uh, can we just like read the new Jim and the holograms comic and talk about that? Is that a thing? Yeah, they launched a new one. Uh, I think Boom uh, is putting it out. Okay, now I don't want to get your hopes up here, uh-huh. but the director of this looks like he's also directed Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. I have actually seen that movie. I, the, I was about to say, I think you've seen one of these movies, and Justin I, uh, Bieber's Believe. You or, can still find it on iTunes, I'm pretty sure, uh, but my old podcast, uh, Shadows and Light, um was uh we like I did an episode where I took my then 16-year-old sister to go see that movie and then we talked about it afterward. <laughs> and, and you I, can still find that on iTunes. I'm pretty sure. If not, contact me. I'll get you the fucking episode. I got the episode, bro. And I guess he did a maybe one of the step up movies. I have probably seen that one too. I like the step up movies, man. I enjoyed Step Up to the Streets. I've seen that one. <laughs> that one is fun. See now, I'm like, look, dude. Anytime that you can like take fucking like grates off the ground and the fucking trampolines and shit, <laughs> right? The fuck on, son. It's like, hey, we're gonna dance in the street with fucking rain and shit. I'm excited. I was just like, oh, this is like, I mean, it's and but I like musicals, man. But you've seen the, like he like this guy, right? Like he's directed some shit. He directed uh, GI Joe Retaliation. 
Oh, you you mean the stinker that they fucking he, yeah, <laughs> shelved for a year because they were just like, there's no C-Tates in this. We got to do something two about it, goddammit. Step Up 3D was all right. Um, I have no idea what the fuck uh, LXD is at all. No fucking idea. Sounds like a sexy move. Le- League of Extraordinary Douchebags. Um, <laughs> hey, you n- named my new comic. Oh, it's it's another dance movie. It's uh, the LXD, the Legion of Extraordinary Dancers. Dance, dance, dance like you done shit your pants. Um, I believe that's also the subtitle. Yeah. Oh, and he's he's directing the sequel to Now You See Me, which I don't know why there's a sequel to that. Uh, no, I mean, like, I didn't hate Now You See Me, but... Oh, yeah, I just don't know why there's a sequel to no, it. No, I don't look at that and just go like, boy, we need another one of those. I go, well, that it's was a, a good... franchise, right? Yeah, that's a good one and done. No, we're going to bring it back because Jesse Eisenberg needs money, I guess. I don't know. Woody well, Harrelson has some taxes that he's got to pay. I don't know. <laughs> That's my best guess. He's got to refine some more vegetable oil for his van to run on. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Refining vegetable oil. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, I, I got I to gotta get a Woody impression. I, I don't know. I got to work on that. I don't have a Woody Harrelson impression, so. Uh, so yeah, we're not, we're not, oh, not fucking so no Jim and the holograms next week, not next week, but I'll I will see it eventually. Well, and then I got, I got, I mean, and then Ayersley Grand is showing Friday the 13th this week. So I'm sneaking that in. Yeah. So a lot of shit. And, uh, I don't know when they're my, doing my friend, for those of you out there who are still listening, who may or may not live in Atlanta, there might be one of you. Uh, um, my, uh, good friend, uh, Rose is introducing the, uh, Powell and Pressburger classic, the red shoes next Tuesday. Ooh. And it's worth your time because, uh, Rose is the, uh, great granddaughter of that movie's, um, Oscar award winning, uh, set designer. Um, Very cool. who I cannot remember the name of right now. He's a German guy. Um, but yeah, so my, my friend Rose will be, uh, you know, doing that. Well, I'll say this. I'm pissed off. Cause I thought at some point they were releasing my, my fair lady, but that, that I'm not seeing that anywhere in the things. And I really wanted to see that on the big screen. That sucks. Very disappointed with that. But yeah. So, so if you're there, come, come to that. That's at the Midtown Arts Center. You know uh, what I will be doing in December? Yeah, watching. Oh no, no, no! It's, no, it's in November. Actually, it's in November. <laughs> oh. Um, I can't believe this. I mean, this is this, this advanced make, this, copy this, of Star Wars. This will make you feel old. Uh, Fathom Events is doing the 25th anniversary of Home Alone. Oh yeah, I saw that. I remember briefly thought this. about it, and then I remembered uh, it'll be on TV like a dozen times. I well, I I gotta go see it because I remember seeing it in the theater at the I Crown Enema. Yeah, me too. Front row. And yeah. there was an ugly girl who tried to hold my hand. <laughs> and I had to get out of that business because I was just like, I mean, like I, I like what I was never one of those like, ooh, girls, cooties kind of thing. But I was, eh, you're not attractive enough to me, even at like six years old. <laughs> I'm still just like, hey, I'm OK. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, well, you you were in Lancaster, South Carolina. So this much is no, true. No claiming you there. This much there is, is a shortage. Yeah, you're not exactly. It's not the creme de la creme, uh, and or as they say, the cream of the cream. <laughs> there, so uh, uh, a well cultured bunch. Uh, yeah, so uh, and Dracula coming up, man. Dracula, regular Dracula, Spanish Dracula, digging. The, 
the Spanish version is good. I don't know that I'd call it a cult classic version. It is literally they shot that movie the same like time. Yeah, at night times they did the Spanish shoot. That's, a, yeah. that's a, hilarious. And, that's such a great and, Hollywood story. Well, it's it's also tr- like that's how Hollywood did international releases for the first few sound years, right? So uh, like uh, the Blue Angel, the Marlena Dietrich film. Mm-hmm. Same director, same cast, but like they would spend half the day shooting the English version, half day shooting uh, the German language version because uh, dubbing was so expensive. So they would literally just recast some projects and release that version in Spanish speaking countries or Russian, right? Slavic language countries. Right. Um, And it happened all the time in the in the early 30s be hilarious if they did that now all of a sudden tom cruise steps out somebody <laughs> el senior tom cruzo well well jumps you know, in is like we're strapping you know, in this plane jose it's even crazier than that to me at least like it would make more sense to shoot the thing with a different cast honestly just do the like a remake uh, although that's a more visible process now uh but you know what they do is like you go to germany you go to italy uh you go to some some uh spanish-speaking countries right mm-hmm. Same voice actors dub all of the big stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read about that. Which is a crazy thing. It's just like, hey, Tom Cruise is done by this dude in in all of his movies. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. And they're actually like, my family uh, has told me that when they see Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks actually on television (laughs) and speaking in their own voice, that it's weird to them. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Yeah. Because because the same person has done the voice of every Tom Hanks or every Tom Cruise movie for twenty something years at this That's point. Fucking neat. I love that. That's just such a weird kind of fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, I guess we'll go and uh, get these other episodes ready. To More run. things coming next week, kids. Carry on. Thanks for listening. <laughs>